Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Donovan Place, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts, Ben Schmidt and Colin Hansel. And boys, it took two years, but fucking finally, we have a tournament bracket. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am absolutely excited. There's a ton of good games in the first round. There's a couple of good playing games we'll get into. We have the whole dilemma of the uh, – I don't even know what you call it, like the first four in, like in case a team comes out, that team could possibly make a run like Louisville. We'll, we'll get it on. COVID replacements. COVID replacements. That's what I was looking for. Um, but first, let's talk a little conference tournaments because we had some crazy conference tournaments. Let's start with the Big Ten. Colin, why don't you start us off with the Big Ten since you were there – yeah, it was a great experience. Um, got to go on Friday and Saturday. Did not go for Sunday's championship. Um, and it came down, the final four teams were pretty much what people expected. Um, Purdue was the four seed. Ohio State was the five. Ohio State beat them in overtime. So it was Michigan, Ohio State, and Illinois, Iowa, a couple of little rivalry games. Um, Michigan lost this was the biggest story um, for me, which kind of went under the radar. Like I didn't even know that livers really got hurt, Um, but he injured his leg and was in a boot and Ohio state ended up beating him by one point and Illinois went on to beat Iowa and they had the lead pretty much the whole game. They had a steady lead. And every time Iowa came back, Illinois struck right back at him. So it was Illinois, Ohio State, and they played a thrilling game, last game of the uh, tournament, last game before the brackets were revealed, and Illinois won in overtime. So Illinois ended up getting the one seed, Ohio State, Iowa got two seeds. Michigan also, they've been locked into a one seed for a while. Yeah, it was a uh, it was very interesting watching those games. Um, yeah, livers livers from Michigan. That's a big deal, especially in the tournament, because especially in their side of the brackets, there isn't a um, a big powerhouse team besides Michigan in there. But there's a couple teams that could very easily upset, um, like a Florida State. Uh, they're the four seed in that side of the bracket. Alabama's the two. Texas is a three. Those are those are some popular um, picks. I see some analysts picking to win that side of the bracket, but I don't. I'm not. We're not 100 sure on Livers' condition, but we do know that's going to be a big deal coming up in the tournament. Um, let's go to the SEC tournament. Ben, you're you're the SEC guy. Let's let's hear this LSU Bama game. Yeah, so for the SEC, I think we'd all agree that it's not the powerhouse of the Big Ten. And the way the season has kind of gone with different teams kind of taking turns uh, of being the top team in the conference, you kind of thought that most teams had a chance. I mean, the two the two teams at the top, Arkansas and Alabama, the seven-seed Mizzou, they ended up beating Arkansas early in the season. I mean, Alabama early in the season. So you really thought, like, anyone had a chance going into it. But in the end, Alabama did end up getting the win. 
Uh, LSU put up a really, really good fight. We know how good Cameron Thomas is, the freshman guard. He's going to be a, a top pick if he does decide to enter the draft this year, which I believe he will. It was a really good game, actually. Came down to the wire. Alabama escaped with an 80-79 to 79 win. Uh, I was somewhat surprised. Arkansas was on an absolute roll, but LSU has some studs. So LSU knocked off Arkansas in the semifinals, and that's what led to the championship game. But – All in all, Alabama, who was the one seed going into the tournament over Arkansas, Alabama did get the win in the tournament, and they locked up a pretty good spot going into the entire tournament. But I wouldn't say that Alabama is necessarily the great team as as some of the other conference winners. I think the other most of the other conference winners would probably beat Alabama. I don't think that's an unfair statement, but I think the SEC was more balanced, which is why going in. There were so many different takes on it's just one team, even like a seven or eight seed in the SEC could have gotten hot and won the whole thing. Yeah, Cameron Thomas has 20 20 point games this year. Pretty crazy. Uh, true freshman. And Javante Smart and Trending Watford, Watford have just gotten better and better as the season's gone on. And seeing LSU as the eight seed, they're playing St. Bonaventure. Um, if they advance, play Michigan. I see some serious upset potential there with how well they've been playing as of late. For sure. No, when I was looking at my bracket, that was one game. If LSU doesn't make if LSU does make it on to play Michigan, that was one game I looked long and hard at because we know if you just look at the scoring numbers, LSU can put up a ton of points. And after Michigan's loss in the Big Ten tournament, there's definitely some potential there. I think at the end I did end up going with Michigan, but that was definitely a game I looked at harder. Than, than a lot of the other ones in the second and third rounds. Um, let's go over to the uh, Big 12. Big 12 had a very interesting weekend with Baylor being upset by Oklahoma State, uh, Kansas not being able to play due to COVID uh, issues, and what else? West Virginia losing uh, very early too. What were you, you guys' are- thoughts on the uh, Big 12? Yeah, West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State, and then Texas was supposed to play Kansas. That's right. But ended up advancing because they couldn't play, and then Texas beats Oklahoma State. Yes. Um, I got to say, the the Baylor loss surprised me to Oklahoma State. They played a great game. Kate Cunningham was awesome. And a, lot, a guy that a lot of people don't talk about, Avery Anderson III, their other guard for Oklahoma State, He's played fantastic the last couple of weeks, and he's only a sophomore. He's never played in the tournament. Um, and I think if Oklahoma State's going to make a serious run, I think it's going to be because of him playing that complementary role to Cunningham. Um, Texas winning the whole thing also kind of surprised me. They had a great game against – I know you love them, Texas Tech. They played a very uh, competitive game down to the last shot. Um, that was fun to watch, but yeah, Baylor kind of struggled in their first game and obviously lost their second game. So that's definitely something to take note of. Yeah. And the, uh, the big 12, a couple of the powerhouses that we, we thought were going to actually compete for the title ended up actually losing early. So Baylor lost its first game, uh, West Virginia lost its first game and then Texas tech, not really, uh, I don't think they were favored but a team that we all definitely could have seen gone on a run. They all lose. It's going to be very interesting to see how those teams bounce back after losing early and having about a week off until um, they play their first games in the tournament. 
But uh, as someone who did pick Baylor to win his bracket, I'm a lot less confident in, our, in it than I was before the Big 12 championship game. Um, yeah. Another very big tournament, we had the ACC. Um, Duke obviously winning a couple games, but then having to stop due to COVID. Um, I think Virginia also stopped as well. Um, but overall, Georgia Tech won it all. But the one I want to the one point I want to bring up was Georgia Tech got very hot at the end of the season and winning the ACC does help. But they enter in as a conference champion as a nine seed. That surprises me a lot, especially being the ACC being what it is. North Carolina was ranked as an eight seed. That surprised a lot of people um, because North Carolina was actually not very good this year. So what is your what is your thought on Georgia Tech and the ACC in general. That was kind of a surprise to me, that ranking, because just looking at the bracket, some of the other nine seeds, Mizzou's one of them, uh, Wisconsin got a nine seed, and just how hot Georgia Tech is right now, I would don't necessarily know if I'd have them in the same like seed area as, as those other teams, but I don't think the way the ACC shaped out, I w- wouldn't necessarily – justify putting Georgia Tech any higher than maybe like a five but I thought nine was a little bit lower than what I expected yeah Yeah, well one thing that definitely caught my eye was seeing Clemson as didn't they get a seven seed and then um, Georgia Tech getting that nine and I mean I definitely think Georgia Tech uh, right now is easily the better team but when they do these seedings, they do it as a body of work as your whole season. And earlier this year, Clemson beat Purdue, Maryland, Alabama, all really early. Um, and I, I mean, that kind of reflects their seeding. So I don't disagree with the seeding, but um, yeah, I definitely think Georgia Tech is better than what they are seeded at. Agreed. Agreed. And then let's just round off the big power fives. Um, in the Pac-12, we had um, Oregon, who was actually favored to win it all, I'm pretty sure, in the Pac-12. Um, them or USC, they played very well, but they got upset um, by Oklahoma State. Now, Oregon was a uh, very interesting pick because they dealt with a lot of COVID issues to begin the year, a couple injuries. But once they all got cleared and all got healthy, they were – I think they went like 11-3, and three, something like that, something around there. Yeah, and, they won uh, 11 of their last 12 before that yeah. state game. Yeah, so they were they were really hot at the end of the year. He, that was – Oregon was going to be a very uh, popular pick to maybe upset a couple teams. But losing to Oregon State, does that bring up any questions about Oregon as a whole? They um, are slotted in probably the hardest quadrant, I would say. Yeah, they, they got off to a slow start, and you saw it again. Their other loss in the past, like, 13-ish games was to USC, and that was another game where they just got off to a really slow start shooting, um, and it was tough for them to overcome that. Oregon State was the biggest surprise, obviously, in the conference to everybody. They ended up winning the whole thing. They beat UCLA. They beat Oregon. They beat Colorado. And the reason for that was because regular season, they were a very 
average, maybe below average three point shooting team. And I think they shot about 45% in the tournament. So they got really hot at the right time. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that hot three point shooting can carry over or if they'll rather regress to the mean, like they probably will. Um, yeah, very, very interesting tournament, though. Um, before we get into the rest of the bracket, was there any other conference championships you guys wanted to bring up? Yeah, the uh, the Big East. Oh, yes, the Big East. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Yep, back in the garden. They went on a run. And I think Villanova would have won it, but we know Colin Gillespie's out, and that's their leader and best player. Tough to overcome that. But the way Georgetown went in that final game and just blew Creighton out the building was shocking to me. I mean, I I didn't pay too much attention to the Big East, but Georgetown, it seemed like they blew out every every team they played. They They had a really close one against Nova, and then they played very well against Seton Hall, and then, um, I don't know, that momentum just carried over. They played great defense, and they went on like a 46-8 to eight run in that game against Creighton. They were tied and then just went on an absolute tear. Um, it's, like a, it's almost like the Oregon State thing. They just got really, really hot at the perfect time. And that's another one. We'll, we'll see if they have about a week off, see if it carries over. Yep. Um, let's get right into the, I guess let's bring up one of the playing games, all the other playing games, um, three out of the four playing games aren't probably going to have a lot of, uh, meaning to them, uh, more than likely they'll get bounced in the first round, maybe, uh, Wichita state Drake, um, there'll be an upset there potentially if one of those teams gets in, but the big one I want to talk about Michigan state UCLA. This one's the game, I think, on Wednesday, all of America is going to be locked on to. I would say Michigan State is probably my pick to win that game, but Michigan State is also a team I can see making the Sweet 16 and winning a couple games. Yeah, just looking at Michigan State's season, you wonder how they were able to have such success against the high highest seeds and then blow it against the lower ones but for whatever reason they just seem to turn it on when it matters most and in a really big situation like this you can totally see that same team that was able to beat Michigan and all those other top teams you could see that team coming out and I think you're right that this is going to be out of the out of the playing games I think this is probably going to have the most eyes on it yeah Michigan State's very inconsistent and UCLA has really been struggling lately, so I'm going to pick Michigan State to win that one. If they are to win, they would play BYU, who's played very well recently. They played Gonzaga uh, tougher than many other teams have this year. So they're legit, and that would certainly be a tough matchup for them. They win that one, they probably play Texas. So Sweet 16 would uh, be extremely impressive if they were to make it there. That would be one of Tom Izzo's like best, you know, turnarounds of his coaching career. Agreed. Uh, but you can never count him out. You can never count Izzo out in March. And you mentioned that other game, that Wichita State Drake game. That's very interesting to me because that's um, 
Drake won 25 games this year. They did struggle against Loyola Chicago, but I think they them and Wichita State, who won their who won the AAC uh regular season title. I think both of those teams are legit. And if either of them gets a chance to play, whichever one it is gets a chance to play USC, I think has a serious chance to win that game. Yeah, I can see that. Um, let's go, let's go right into bracketology. Let's we'll break it down by region. Let's start with the West. The number one overall seed, Gonzaga. Let's just, we can just go down the line to make it easy. Um, Gonzaga, I don't think anyone has a problem with uh, all the one seeds winning. We won't spend too much time on that. Uh, Mizzou and Oklahoma. Now, this is a big game. Ben, you're a big Mizzou guy. Oklahoma's struggling a little bit, but so is Mizzou. So what team can you see kind of getting off the schneid and uh, winning winning this game? Just real quick, for I know we obviously we all have Gonzaga winning, but the way for from Gonzaga's perspective – they have to be very excited with the potential matchups they have in the West. Like they could go 16 seed face one of two teams that are struggling. Now they'd be coming off a win, but there's still two teams that are struggling and then potentially maybe like a five seed Creighton and then an Iowa team who they beat handily. I know that was a long time ago, but they have potential to have a nice, nice, easy path to the West region. But going back to Mizzou, Oklahoma, I think the biggest thing is is more in terms of what Mizzou team we get because when, when they can shoot the basketball, and I know that sounds like a, like a too easy of a claim, but when they can shoot the basketball, they can keep up with any team. And that's why we saw them beat Illinois early in the season. They beat Alabama. But if we get the team that struggles to shoot from, from range and comes out of half extremely slow, then this will be an easy win for Oklahoma. That's why I think it's more on Mizzou's side rather than Oklahoma's side. Yeah, they do. Gonzaga does have one of the best possible paths to the final four that they could have gotten. Um, they, there's a bunch of teams in this region that they've already beat this year. I'm pretty sure they've already beaten Virginia. They've already yeah, beat- they, beat, they beat the two, three, and four seats all in their side of the bracket. Yep, yep. And, I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, this happens with every team, but – Kansas and Iowa definitely are a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. So it's not going to be easy if they have to play one of those teams. I think Oklahoma, if they were to make it um, to the second round, I think they would make it very tough on Gonzaga because they play almost every team they play tough. They just have struggled to close out games all season long. It's been an issue for them when they're playing teams like Oklahoma State and Baylor and Kansas that do have closers. So I think that they'll play them tough, but Gonzaga is going to win that game. And yeah. Uh, let me ask you, Donovan, there is a Mac team in this region. Do you see upset potential there? Ohio and Virginia. Uh, potential very much. So yes. Um, the thing with Ohio is, is that they are a very streaky team. Uh, they have they have some legit scores, some guys that might even transfer out at the beginning uh at the beginning of next year. Um, but I think Virginia, even with the, it, it would have to change if oh, uh, Virginia kind of got bounced out or if we figured out like 
maybe a guy or two has to sit because of COVID issues. Um, but I would, I would still take Virginia just because they have the experience. Uh, Ohio hasn't been in the tournament for, I think, a little while, like five or six years, something like that. Yeah. Um, but it'll be very interesting. Um, real so quick, a, real yeah. quick, last thing about that uh, Mizzou-Oklahoma game. Colin brought up that, that Oklahoma has struggled closing games. And on the flip side, Mizzou is 5-1 and one in games decided by five points or less. So that could potentially work in Mizzou's favor. I just think this could be a classic Mizzou game where they go into half up eight or nine, and then halfway through the second half, Oklahoma is winning by 12. So they, they just tend to come out flat. But if it gets in between where it's a close game, I like Mizzou's chances to close it out. Yeah, I also have Mizzou winning that game as of now. Um, who knows, probably two days from now I'll – make some sort of change to my bracket. But I do I do like that Mizzou in this game. Um a, a, another game in the West region I want to talk about the five the five twelve matchup. Yeah. Uh, this is where most people like to pick their upsets and I'm telling you right now I have uh, a big upset and I actually do have in my bracket UCSB um making a little run. I think not only are they going to be Creighton I think they're also going to beat Virginia. Um, I, and I have them playing Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, which that'll end their little run they had there. But uh, UCSB, their last 19 games, 18-1. and one. They can score. They can defend. Creighton, we know, is struggling. And obviously, Virginia, we don't even know if they're you know, playing in the tournament. We have till Tuesday night to figure out if they're playing. But – what do you see uh UCSB winning? Mm, I certainly can't see it. Um and Creighton this is one I'm still going back and forth on. I haven't made a decision on it because you know I'm indecisive, but Creighton getting absolutely demolished by a Georgetown team that is also a 12 seed in this bracket. This is certainly one of the most um intriguing upset potentials and when you talk about them beating virginia i actually do have ohio as of now beating virginia so interesting that would be pretty cool if we ended up getting a a uc santa barbara and ohio's ohio matchup for the sweet to go to the sweet 16 that'd be very interesting um but yeah i love it i this is there's plenty of upset potential throughout this entire region Let's uh let's go to the bottom part of this bracket. Iowa versus Grant Canyon. I think we all can say Iowa will win that game. Um, but we also see teams like USC. We have the Wichita State uh Drake playing game, Kansas and Oregon. So what two teams do you see making the Sweet Sixteen out of like that kind of four four game region right there? So out of this bottom region, you know, I dreaded the possibility of this happening. Looks like Iowa is probably going to end up playing Oregon in the second round, assuming they both advance. Uh, nightmare for me. I'm a f- big fan of both teams. Uh, but I think Iowa is going to win that matchup because um, if you guys don't know, Oregon center, their five-star center, Nafali Dante, uh, got injured five games into the season out for the year. 
And that's been Oregon's biggest problem is they can't, they kind of struggle to match up um, with some of these big centers like USC's Evan Mobley. So I don't think they have anyone that can really contain Luca Garza. I got Iowa advancing and I actually have USC advancing over Kansas. I like um, just them having who might be the second pick, Evan Mobley, in the NBA draft next year. I love that. He's been playing outstanding. USC plays a lot of teams close, and they have guards that can hit big shots at the end of games, like we saw when they played UCLA. So I got USC and Iowa in the Sweet 16, and it'll be Mobley versus Garza. That would be awesome. I uh, in this region, I I'm going back and forth with uh, the Oregon Iowa game. Those are some good points. Um, but we having a potential uh, six seven seed USC versus Oregon, the Pac-12 matchup to go to the Elite Eight uh, would be very fun. As of right now, I also have USC Kansas. I also have Iowa in there as well. Um, kind of mostly because of the points you made about uh not being able to stop Luka Garza. I think that's that's Iowa's fate at this point. It's I think Iowa's going to be a very dangerous team in this tournament, the way they can score and defend. But as soon as they go up against a team that has a, um, a big center, a big, a big, big man, I guess you could say, that will defend uh, Luka Garza, I think Iowa's going to make a run. Yeah, I, I did not like what I saw the first time they played Gonzaga. They had them beat uh, pretty early in that game, and Iowa really struggled to fight back into it. I think Gonzaga is going to win this region. I think a lot of people are going to have that. It's very, very favorable for them. If Iowa ends up facing off against them, um, I have Gonzaga winning that going to the Final Four. All right, so give me your Elite Eight out of the West region and give me your winner. For me out of the West region, my, I have in my elite eight, I have Gonzaga versus, um, versus Iowa and I have Gonzaga coming away with it. I just like the matchup for them. And although I think it'll be much closer than their matchup early in the season, one that Gonzaga had pretty handily, I still think the way Gonzaga is playing right now, I still haven't seen enough to put Iowa over them or at least justify it right now. But I still – I don't have Gonzaga winning the whole thing. I That's just my matchup for the Elite Eight. I I also have that same matchup. I have Gonzaga over Iowa. Yeah. Seems like a very popular pick right now. All right. Let's I think go down this, to the oh, – I ahead. think this region is probably going to be where – just across the whole country where, the, where most picks is going to be Gonzaga, Iowa – with like a winner, I think we're going to have a lot more differences in the other three regions. And that's just because of what we talked about, just the way the path lays out for the only undefeated team in the country. Well, All right, I will let's say go. real quick um, that Kansas, despite them, you know, having the little pause, they've been playing some of their, they have been playing their best basketball of the season and they've been really hot. So you can never count them out. Yeah. Kansas, Kansas will be a very interesting team to watch. Um, let's go down to the East region. Um, Michigan, the one seed. I think we all have Michigan winning, even without knowing all uh, Livers' uh, condition. 
Um, LSU Santa Barbara, uh, not Santa Barbara, SBU, um, St. Bonaventures. Um, that is a very tough eight nine matchup because both teams are actually very hot right now. Um, but LSU does kind of have the better um, record record and better um, a strength schedule. So who do you guys having in that matchup? So for me, just I talked about this earlier with LSU. I love I love the the scoring that they bring, and I love Cameron Thomas, the true freshman. I got LSU in this matchup, and I think I mentioned this earlier. I seriously have considered having LSU move on even farther in a potential matchup against Michigan just because kind of what happened in the Big Ten tournament. And I know LSU didn't win the SEC. They lost Alabama by one. But just the potential for the scoring from LSU side, that's why I like them. Even though they're, it's still an 8-9 matchup, I like them to win in that first round and potentially move on even farther. Yeah, I love the Bonnies, but I got to go LSU. They've been playing terrific basketball. And that run they made in the conference tournament was um, enough for me to have them win at least this game. Yep, I, I also agree. I have LSU winning. Um, Colorado Georgetown, as we said, Georgetown is very hot right now. But Colorado has been pretty solid throughout the entire year. Uh, do we see a 5-12 upset here? I do. Yeah, yep. you do. This was, I think I had, I think I only had one uh, upset in the in the twelve five, and you know, it's the most common one that everyone talks about every year. I just, I'm picking the team that that is hot right now, and this is, um, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Georgetown was my one in twelve five upset. Yeah, McKinley Wright, Evan Beatty, those guys are great, um, but I don't think Colorado is necessarily special. And Georgetown is so hot right now. Um, they've been playing terrific defense. Ewing's got them in a good place. And I think that momentum is going to carry over and they're going to win this game. I have Colorado winning. Um, mostly, I know Georgetown's hot right now. But throughout the season, just Georgetown isn't good. I mean, they're they're 13-12 and 12 on the season. That doesn't scream a confident 12-5 uh, upset. I have Colorado. I don't have Colorado going far. I actually have them losing in the next round to FSU. Um, I have Florida State winning their next game against UNCG. Do you guys agree with me on that one? Yeah. Yep. I feel like that's a very common pick. Um, now a game that I'm very interested in. The winner of Michigan State, UCLA against BYU. We talked about it earlier. I have Michigan State winning both games against UCLA and BYU. What are your guys' thoughts? I'm going to go with BYU in this one. Yeah. It's really tough for me to pick these play-in teams to potentially win another game because um, I think that's very risky, you know, just assuming that they're going to win the first one and then picking them again. So I'm, I'm, I went with the safer pick here. I went BYU. And BYU, BYU is also playing their best basketball this season. Um. I just don't think Michigan State is special. They're wildly inconsistent. So I'm going to, I think BYU is definitely the better team. I'm going to go with them. And this is actually one because I originally made my bracket and kind of just speed ran it last night, kind of right after it came out. And I had BYU losing here. And then when I actually read some stuff and actually thought about it for more than five seconds, I did change to BYU here. 
Um, I don't necessarily have them as a uh, title contender in in this bracket, but I think they're good enough to win, um, depending on whatever whatever team they get matched up with. Yeah, uh, BYU is a very a very good team. I mean, I, we saw them in the West Coast Conference Championship against Gonzaga, where they held the lead for majority of the game. Uh, BYU's legit. I I've just seen, feel as though I've seen Tom lots Izzo, of people have them getting on a run and just go. I've seen it as far as like the elite eight for them. Yeah, this is this is a very uh, interesting region because there's not like I think I mentioned earlier. There's not a legit powerhouse. I just think there is a uh, a lot of very solid teams that if one gets hot can make a run. I have Michigan State just because uh, they've been there. I mean, Tom Izzo, this is his month, of, as we know from Rothstein. Um, I have Michigan State winning. Um, the next game, Texas. I think most of us have this winning. Texas was very hot uh, in the rest of the Big 12 to end the year. Um, UConn, Maryland. This is very interesting. I like UConn not only in this game, but then to upset Alabama in the next round. I agree. UConn is a very good defensive team. They have been, I think, forever, it seems like. But they have – they had, they were good up until the midseason. And then right away, just James Booknight, who's one of the league's best scorers. Um, very good. Very good UConn team. Very dangerous. I can see them – like, this is where I think UConn men's basketball is going to start to get back to where they belong up in the uh, the Big East because they've struggled the last handful of years. And I, I, I see I see why uh, why it's, a I guess, a somewhat popular pick. I do have UConn winning that first-round matchup. I, I like Alabama enough, and I saw enough, especially them beating an LSU team, which I really like as well. I saw enough out of Bama to convince me to pick Bama in the second round against UConn because I have UConn winning. But I, I, I could totally – this is one not, – not one of my most confident picks in Bama beating UConn if, if those, that were to be the matchup. Yeah, yeah I, then- I agree. I have uh, UConn winning that second matchup against Alabama – because I think James Booknight is special. And I think he is the type of player that's going to take you far in the tournament. I think he's the best player in that potential matchup. And, yeah, you're right. UConn plays good defense. They have always had um, historical – historically, they've always had great success in the tournament. It just feels right to uh, go with that upset there. And, and credit to Alabama. Bam has had a very good season. We've seen him, I mean, win the SEC championship. Um, just the thing with Alabama is that they are – they shoot the three ball very well and they defend really well, which is why they are going to be a very popular pick to possibly win this entire region, um, even over teams like Texas and Michigan. Um, but that being said, they're, they're also a very streaky three-point shooting team. We, we've seen them have games where they just don't shoot well. And when you play a good defensive team like uh, UConn and, or sorry, Connecticut, and um, I think it's just going to be a very tough matchup. And I like Connecticut. Yeah. This, this is the region that I see the most upset potential in and mainly because Livers is out right now. And I think that makes, Michigan much more vulnerable. I have them losing to LSU in the second round. 
and that's when things are just going to get wild. And I see, I can see Bama winning this. I could see UConn, Texas. You could see so many different teams winning this region. Um, do you, should should I say who I have in my? my yeah. So team? give me give me your elite eight in the East region, and who's going to be your winner heading on to the Final Four? So I have Florida State, the four seed, and I have Texas, the three seed. And if they were to face off, I have Texas winning it. I think Texas, when you're looking for what you see in a Final Four team or a team that can make a run, I think Texas has everything. They have very good guards. They can play defense. Shaka Smart is has always been successful in tournaments. Uh, they have Greg Brown. They uh, – possible lottery pick in the draft next year and they have some very physical athletic big men so I think they're gonna end up winning this region assuming that Isaiah Livers is um gonna miss some time because I do think Michigan they're still a very good team without him don't get me wrong but they're much more more vulnerable and I got to pick some upsets so I got Texas winning this region yeah, well, they do say great minds think alike. I also have the three-seed Texas beating four-seed FSU. Um, kind of scares me a bit that we have very, very similar brackets right now. Might have to I don't. go. Well, okay. Let's, let's hear I, who you got. I then. love upsets. I really do. But in the end, I have the one and two-seed Michigan and Alabama facing off against each other. I mean – I, I've seen it go all over Twitter. It's like nine of the last 12 championships are, are, are one seed. So I love a good upset, but um, I've seen enough. I've seen enough to where I can confidently put Michigan and Bama. Although out of my four matchups in the elite eight, that is probably the one. Cause out of my other three, that's probably the one where I have the least, least confidence in, and we'll get to the other ones coming up. But uh, I have Michigan Bama facing off and I have Michigan moving on out of the East region. Uh, let's go all the way back up to the South region. Uh, Baylor, Hartford. Can we all agree on Baylor? Yes, we can. Uh, yeah. UNC, Wisconsin. Now, this is a very interesting game because I don't think either of these teams are very, very good. Uh, UNC is just – they haven't been good all year. And Wisconsin – I actually picked them to win the Big Ten earlier in the year, and they just have not been good at all whatsoever. So who – I mean, who, who's winning this game? I picked Wisconsin to win this one. I think it will be a very close uh, back-and-forth game. I, there, there wasn't really a whole lot of reasoning behind it. Um, this was a Wisconsin team that was – a couple, a couple uh, controversial calls away from potentially beating, I believe it was Iowa about a week ago, right? Um, so uh, not blaming the calls for that loss, but it was a close game nevertheless. But um, I've, I've got Wisconsin, not, not a whole lot of thought behind this one. Wisconsin is going to win this game because Demetrius Trice is a big shot maker and he's going to make big shots at the end of that game. Um. Do I think they can beat Baylor? No. They're just not talented enough despite their experience. But I have them winning at least one game. Yeah, I agree. Wisconsin's going to win. I like them mostly because I think this is going to be a close game. And Wisconsin is very good at not turning the ball over. 
And I think in this game, not having a lot of turnovers will give them the edge in this close game. But I agree, Baylor, I think I had Baylor winning it all. So obviously Baylor's going to beat Wisconsin. Um, Villanova and Winthrop. Now, this is also a very popular upset. Winthrop, to be honest, I couldn't even tell you what conference they're in. I just know they dominated the hell out of it. They're 23-1 and this year. They're a very... I mean, they're, they're a very good team. I think they should have been shown some more love in uh, the rankings. And as we know, Villanova, uh, without Connor Gillespie, is just not the same team. They've struggled. I have Winthrop beating Villanova. I do as well. That's going to be the most popular upset pick because they don't have Colin Gillespie. So I don't even think it's um, too much of an upset. Um, Nova should be favored in this game, but I got Winter. Like you said, they have one loss all season. They just dominated their conference. And, yeah, I, I think they're going to win this game. Ben? I have Villanova winning this game. I am getting slightly nervous with the analysis that you guys have just added in to my thoughts. Um, I, I I looked into the matchup a little bit, but but not a whole lot. But I like – more of the experience of, of not only Villanova, but Villanova's coaching staff, stuff like that. Um, a team that's, that's won recently. And I, I think that they're good enough, even though they are missing Gillespie, I think they're good enough to at least make it out of the first round. Ben, that's uh-huh. an important rule yeah. when doing this stuff. Do not second guess yourself. Go with your gut. Don't listen to yes. us. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to change it. I'm just saying there's the, the, the thoughts have at least – entered my mind but no i'm yes. gonna i'm gonna stick with it um purdue north texas north texas is very good but purdue i think has probably been the most underrated big 10 team this year um i think they're very good i think they honestly if, if i'd be honest i think purdue poises the biggest threat to baylor in their region of the bracket um but i i have purdue winning this game and eventually beating Winthrop. Yeah, I got I got Purdue winning this. Purdue has some of the best group of freshmen in the country. They have so many freshmen that make a big impact, including the uh, 7-4 Zach Eady. Um, I think they're going to win this game, although you can never count out the mean green. Uh, North Texas has been playing well lately, but I got Purdue winning this. And then, like you said, I got them beating Winthrop. Um, but that would be a fun matchup. Yeah, I like Purdue as well. They uh, they they didn't make it as far as as I'm sure they wanted to in the Big Ten tournament, but it wasn't a it wasn't a bad loss, nevertheless. I got them winning this one, and I have them beating Villanova um, in, in the in the round after that. Um, Texas Tech, Utah State. Now Utah State, very good team out of the Mountain West. Um, but Texas Tech is one, of, is one of my favorite teams this year. Very underrated. Um, I have Texas Tech winning. I have Texas Tech in my lead eight against Baylor. I got Texas Tech too. I, it, this, this was definitely, definitely a hard one to pick because just I don't think Texas Tech has performed as well as some people thought. And then I would also just think that there hasn't been enough attention paid to them, but I got Texas Tech. I got Texas Tech as well. 
Um, I trust Chris Beard. He's been to the final four. He's been the championship, almost won it. And he's got some some experienced players like Mac McClung. And I think, you know, they play good defense. And they've been in so many close game situations all season long in the Big 12. And that's going to benefit them. So I have them winning two games, actually. But I'm still back and forth. I'm losing sleep over Arkansas Colgate. I need you guys to help me with this one. I, I don't uh, know. I love Colgate. This is this is the thing. Um, there's always this. There's always one. There's always a couple shockers in the first round, which is what I love. But there's always the one where it's a team. A lot of people tend to think has a shot at like the Elite Eight, Final Four, which is Arkansas. They got upset at early SEC championship game. They're very good. They were the second best team in the SEC for a reason. I love Colgate just because they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. I think they're like top 10, top five, something like that. But they're number one in defending the three as well. So in an SEC turn or in the SEC where we see a lot of three-pointers, uh, uh, yes, the SEC and three-pointers go to, together very well. And I just think Colgate, the way they're fast, they're a very fast-paced team, I don't think Arkansas is going to be able to catch up. Uh, Arkansas is a very good team. If it was any other team, I'd probably have Arkansas in my Sweet 16 for sure. But Colgate is just its just very good. And what I have them playing Texas Tech in the next round, that's a very tough game for me as well. But I have Texas Tech winner. Yeah, this is going to be a very fast-paced game, and there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, these teams are both very talented offensively. And I think it's going to come down to hitting big shots at the end of games. One thing that worries me a little bit is Colgate only playing 15 games all season long. Um, they are that just 14. means they're more fresh. I su- Yeah, I suppose. There you go. <laughs> they're not banged up. Um, I, I still don't know who I'm going with on this one. I, I've been loving Arkansas for a while, but – um, that early exit in the SEC tournament is not encouraging. Um, and a team that's not experienced in, you know, tournaments like this, they, they haven't proven that they can perform well in a tournament of any sort. So I'm not confident picking them to win multiple games. I still don't know who I'm going with this one, but I got Texas Tech beating the winner of this game and going to the Sweet 16. I do – I'm not necessarily discouraged by Arkansas's loss in the SEC tournament. Sure, it would have been nice to see them at least get to the championship as the two seed, but I'm not discouraged because they lost to a high-scoring LSU team and they didn't lose to like a Mizzou who they played in the round before that or one of the other, I guess, lower-ranked seeds in the SEC. I like Arkansas's size and – even with that loss in the SEC tournament, they still ended the season as one of the hottest teams. And I know I know it's a, a, a popular upset pick, but I like Arkansas to get out of this round. Um, VCT Florida. Now, both teams I don't necessarily like. I think Florida's a little overseeded. Uh, Virginia Tech, it's a, it's a, they're, they're good. They're good. Um, that's why I picked them. I think they're good enough to beat 
um, Florida. It's just one of those kind of gut reaction picks for me. Yeah, I, I went with Florida in this game. I didn't – I'm not looking into it too much. I don't like either of these teams much at all. But I know that, you know, Florida has upset some better teams in the SEC throughout the season. So I think they're a good team. Um, I don't think either of these teams are good enough to win two games. But I went with Florida in this one. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to say right now, the SEC for me – there were some good teams in the SEC, like Bama, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, some very good teams for the SEC. I don't necessarily – like all of these teams uh, that I just listed, I don't have winning more than one game. <laughs> I'm just – I'm just – it's just You're something where I SEC. just I, – I, I'm just not big on the SEC. I don't know why. It's just – I mean, Mizzou's in there too. I only have – I, I think was there, there's only five SEC teams in the tournament, right? Is that correct? Is there more? Oh, there's Florida, LSU, Bama, Arkansas, Mizzou. Okay, there's six. There's uh, there's six, I think, and I think five of them I have winning their first game and then losing their second game. I'm just not big on the SEC this year. Yeah, I get that. I only have I only have one of them making it to the Sweet 16. I have a couple getting to the round of 32. Yeah, yeah. There, there's only two conferences I am big on. That's the Big Ten and the Big 12. I think those two conferences are going to dominate this tournament. Um, I'm not I'm not big on the ACC. I'm not big on the SEC. I'm not big on the Big East um, or the Pac-12. I think it's really going to be those two conferences that we see those top teams dominating this tournament. Agreed. Um, so give me your Elite Eight and then winner. Let me look. So for the Elite Eight, for me, on this side, there probably is some bias coming into play. But I have um, I have Baylor matching up with Ohio State, and I have Ohio State winning. Moving on. There yeah, I go. have Baylor beating Purdue because I don't think Purdue – I mean, this they don't have Carson Edwards. Um, this isn't the team from a couple years ago. So Baylor's going to win that game. And I have Ohio State beating Texas Tech – Ohio State is very, very good, and they were they ended up being the two seed in the best conference in America. So I got Ohio State winning that game, and this game is extremely tough for me. I think Baylor is a little bit better than Ohio State. Dwayne Washington, I will say on Ohio State, number four, Dwayne Washington, Jr., is a big shot maker. He was huge for them um, throughout the whole Big Ten tournament. And he is the one that almost single-handedly won that won them that game against Illinois. So I think a player like that, uh, they're, they're capable of winning a national championship with a guy like that and EJ Liddell. Um, but ultimately, I think Baylor is the better team. And one yeah. thing, one thing for me is – I know it might surprise some people. I have Illinois being my champion and it taking basically to the end of overtime, or at least maybe to the last minute of overtime for them to beat Ohio State back and forth all game. That gives me a lot of confidence that Ohio State can beat a Baylor team. Um, for me, when I look at Texas Tech or uh, Ohio State, um, Wayne Washington, as you mentioned, big shot maker, but Matt McClung, also a big shot maker. 
I think a lot, these teams are actually very similar. I think it's going to be a very good, close, competitive game. And if I have to compare the two big shot makers, I prefer Matt McClung over Dwayne Washington. Call me crazy. I have Texas Tech beating Ohio State, but I have Baylor beating Texas Tech. Um, I, it's it's interesting to me because Ohio State and Texas Tech are very different uh, types of teams. I think if Texas Tech can um, – slow down Ohio state. If they can slow down the pace of the game, um, set the tone early. I think they definitely can win that game. They're just going to have to, Ohio state is one of the best offensive teams in the country. They're going to have to just slow the pace down and keep it close throughout. And like you said, they're capable of hitting big shots at the end of game. So I think that's the way that they're going to win this. Um, And the, Midwest region, we have uh, Illinois is the one seed. I think most of us have us winning them. Uh, eight nine Loyola Chicago. They're in it again. Oh boy, Sister Mary, Sister Jane, whatever, whatever name was Sister Mary Jane. Um, and then Georgia Tech, um, the ACC champion. Who do you guys have winning this game? I think it's just too hard for me to pick against Loyola. Um, there's probably some recency bias in there, just thinking back to what they did just a couple years ago. And um, that probably is playing into it at least a little bit. Everyone talks about the sister Jean thing. But uh, I just, from from watching them overall this year, I, I like what I've seen. I like Georgia Tech as well, but I got uh, Loyola. Get out of this round. I have them losing to my champion, Illinois, in the second round, but. I, I'm picking Loyola here. Loyola is one of the best defensive teams in the country, and I think they're better than eight seed. This team is better than the team that went to the Final Four. They're not going to make it to the Final Four again, but they're better. And they're going to give Illinois a challenge. They're going to be with Illinois that entire game, although I think Illinois is going to win it in the end. But uh, do not sleep on this Loyola team. Um, both Loyola and Georgia Tech are very good defensive games or defensive teams. Um, and I see this as a very low scoring game. Honestly, it could be one of those first to 45 wins it for me to pick it. I actually love Georgia Tech in this game. Um, let's not forget, this is a completely different Loyola Chicago team. That was three years ago when they were the 11th seed and went on that sweet 16 run. But they went farther than that. I, I forget. But they went on a big run. Um, Georgia Tech is a lot better three-point shooting team than Loyola Chicago is. Loyola Chicago is actually uh, not a good three-point shooting team at all. That scares me in the tournament. I like Georgia Tech to beat Loyola Chicago but lose to Illinois. And I will say I can't remember a year where there's this many good eight and nine seats. Oh, yeah. Look – you got, I mean, you got LSU and St. Bonaventure both really good. Will Chicago, um, and if you look at net rankings, they're top 10 in the country. And then you got Georgia Tech who just won the ACC. Um, and then you still got like Oklahoma, Mizzou. I think there's there's so many, there's so much upset potential in those second rounds. So they're, none of them are going to make it easy. Agreed. Um, let's go over to Tennessee, Oregon State. Oregon State Pac-12 champions, Tennessee. Tennessee is a team I am not a fan of. 
they're good defensively. Don't get me wrong. Defense plays a uh, big uh, part in this tournament, but they they are very up and down offensively. And Tennessee is just not a team I can trust to go far in this tournament with their struggles offensively. I do have them beating Oregon State because I think Oregon State Oregon State was not going to make the tournament if they did not win the Pac-12. They just got hot at the right time. I'm picking Tennessee, but I don't love it. And I'm in the exact same boat with that, Donovan. I don't love either team, no matter who I would have picked for this matchup. I'm taking Tennessee, but let me double check real quick. Yeah, I have Tennessee losing in the next round, but I have them at least. I think this could be a very close game. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I got Tennessee. Um, I don't think Oregon State's going to keep up that three-point shooting. I think they're, like I said earlier, they're going to regress to the mean. I got Tennessee winning this one, though I do not love that Tennessee team at all. Um, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, very good, as we know. Uh, they they made it to the Big 12 championship game. Kate Cunningham is going to be the first overall pick. They had they I mean they upset it throughout the Big 12 tournament. I love them, although I do think Liberty is a very good team. They're very experienced in the tournament. They make it seemingly every year out of their conference. But uh, Oklahoma State, I have making a little run in the tournament. I like but- Oklahoma State a lot too. I think um, Colin, you brought it up earlier. Is uh, their their other guard. Can you uh, remind me of his name real quick? Avery, Avery Anderson. Yeah. Avery Anderson. When they played West Virginia a couple weeks ago, he dropped 31 points. Cade Cunningham didn't play in that game. That was a huge win for them. And like you said, Donovan, this is a team that's hot right now. I honestly have them going even far. I would have had them going even, even farther if they weren't going to play Illinois. I think they could have beaten both the two and three seeds potentially if that's just how it matched up but obviously that's not how the bracket works I have them getting as far to playing Illinois and then they lose to Illinois but I, I love Oklahoma State I have I, I think Oklahoma State's better than a four seed um, I think they should have been a three seed agreed and I have them not only winning this game I want to give credit to Liberty though Liberty's a very good team and um, if they're playing any other four seed I could have them winning this game but I think not only Oklahoma State's going to win this one, they're, I think they're going to beat Illinois. Son of a bitch, you took my pick. I want to save it for later. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. You can, you can expand on it. I, I won't say much sooner. about it. I won't say a whole lot about it. But Kay Cunningham is a killer, and he's going to be the number one pick in the draft next year, and he is the perfect tight. He's built for this tournament. I, um, I, want, I, I wanted to come on the show – have a bold statement that people are going to say, wow, holy cow. And fucking Colin has the goddamn same exact bracket as I do. So, hey, we, Come we on. Are, our brackets are so similar. They're going to be a little different. This than is that, scary. But... I'm going to have to change a lot of things because, <laughs> because when are you as smart as me? Yeah. So uh, you, you can elaborate. You can expand on this. I mean, I, I'll, I, I, I have Oklahoma State not only winning – uh, against Illinois, I have them in my final four. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. I Son love of- Oklahoma State against most one and two seeds. I just love Illinois too, so that's why. But if it was like pretty much any other matchup for me, is I would I would give it to Oklahoma State. 
Uh, so, quick warning for our fans. Um, since me and Colin both have Oklahoma State Final Four, do not pick Oklahoma State to make your Final Four. <laughs> We're the exact um, for the love of God. This is insane. We'll, exact- let's get more into it. San Diego State, Syracuse. I have San Diego State. I'm sure Colin does too. Yep. Of course. Yep. Although um, Buddy Beheim, uh Buddy Beheim's been playing fantastic for Syracuse. I he just has. I just don't think they're quite as good. It's uh it's one of the Rostinisms. Death, taxes, Syracuse playing their way into a uh first four <laughs> in spot at the end of the yep. year are the only guarantees in life. Yep. You can never count count Bayheim out though. No, I mean, definitely not. He's like ninety years old. They're always there. As as we've been going through this whole thing. All the easy, all the easy matchups. I think we all agree one, and then on matchups like these, you two have the same, and then I'm the other one, and that's how it's been the entire way, and that's how it's going to stay. I took Syracuse. I don't have them as a uh, big threat, but I took them here. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Yep. Uh, West Virginia against Morehead State, even though West Virginia is struggling mightily uh, the last kind of couple weeks of their season, I still have them beating uh, Morehead State. Yeah, Real I quick, I want to correct myself. I did take San Diego State. I'm so used to having the other one. I just assumed <laughs> I should have double checked. So we we do agree on one of the like five, twelve, six, elevens, probably for the first time all day. I have San Diego State, but that still doesn't change that I have them losing in the next round to West Virginia. The Aztecs were like thirty and two last year. They don't have the same roster, but they are hot right now, and. I have them losing to Bob Huggins' boys at West Virginia. I love Bob Huggins. I love uh, – this This is a unique West Virginia team because they're usually uh, more on the defensive side. They still have that half-court press. They play good defense. Um, but this team is very good offensively, and they have some playmakers on offense that I think will get them to the Elite Eight. Interesting. Um, we got uh, Clemson and Rutgers. Now, Rutgers hasn't been in a tournament in probably forever. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time for them. Clemson, as we know, was very good at the beginning of the year, struggled towards the end of the year. I have Rutgers winning this. I hate this matchup. I, I don't like either of these teams. Rutgers is incapable of scoring um the basketball i saw that when they played illinois in person it was tough to watch but i think they're a little bit better than clemson and i think i got Rutgers winning this game the way i see it is that if clemson wasn't good at the beginning of the year clemson would not be in the tournament oh yeah i mean they're they're not a bad team they're just not special in any way i'm just i'm calling them a bad team i don't give a shit clemson (laughs) fans can come at me they're a bad team I don't think we have any Clemson fans. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Houston, I'm sure we all have beating Cleveland State. So I give know. me your Elite Eight and winners. My Elite Eight, um, I kind of spoiled it already. I got Oklahoma State and I have West Virginia. I'm going heavy on the Big 12, it seems like, this tournament. Um, I just love – it's it's not that I think they're better than the Big 10. It's just – I like these matchups, um, and I think Oklahoma State is going to win again because they just beat them twice, and I think they're a little bit better, and I think they have the best player out of both teams. 
I got Oklahoma State going to the Final Four. And I have I have Illinois, West Virginia. I already spoiled that I have Illinois as my winner of the whole thing. I don't really got to talk about that a whole lot there. I loved what I saw, especially recently out of Illinois. And that's just, as I was going through the bracket, I just like their potential matchups. I think Oklahoma State, I know I've talked about the whole show, how much, how good of a team I think they am. I think that could be one of the hardest matchups in Illinois' path to the whole thing. Um, and then we have, or for me, I should say, um, you guys talked about earlier about how certain certain quadrants of the bracket, <clears throat> there's a lot of upset potential. Well, this is the quadrant I have a lot of upset potential. I have Oklahoma State beating San Diego State in the Elite Eight oh, wow. going to the Final Four. I have San Diego State beating West Virginia and Houston. Yeah, I could see San Diego State making a run. And I can also see Houston making a run because they have Quentin Grimes. They have Sasser. They have – I've seen them. They've played a lot of close games. They just had two close games against Memphis, and they've been great at the end of them. So I think they have the potential, but I also think um, they're a team that can be beat early on. Agreed. So give me your final four, your, I guess, national champion game and your national champions. Well, we have the exact same final four. Um, I'm interested. Do we actually – yeah, you have Texas. Shit, you have Texas. we do. And, yep. So, All right. So me and Colin both have Gonzaga, <laughs> Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Three. Three Big 12 of teams. The four, yeah, three Big 12 teams. All right. How about at the same time we say a winner of each game? So Gonzaga, Texas, three, two, one, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Son of a bitch. And then uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State, three, two, one, Baylor. Baylor. And our national champions, three, two, one, Baylor. Gonzaga. All right. You know, That's what? we're different. We'll take it. The door, the door is right. wide open for me to win some money, <laughs> but it also could be completely shut by the end of the round of 32 because our brackets are so far different. If I lose a couple and your guys is all the same, there's really. So, ben, repeat your final four. I got Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois. So you have three one seeds and a two seed. So you have three yep. Big Ten schools. So you kind of went. Um, I want to have a Big Ten. It. Yeah. I could totally be talked out of Michigan, but I'm not going to change it. I don't like Michigan. Um, I have them losing Gonzaga. And then I got two one seeds, Gonzaga, Illinois. Illinois wins by five. Yeah, and I could see it going your way or our way. I think it's going to be Gonzaga and then just Big 12 and Big Ten. Um, yep. But, you know, I had to throw an upset in there. I had to pick Oklahoma State over Illinois. I didn't want to go all one seeds, so. Um, and that's I, where Ohio State comes in for me, a, a daring two-seed pick to disrupt my three one seeds. They're very well coached. You can you can tell when you watch them play. Um, I could certainly see Ohio State making a run as well. I'm, I'm way too scared of upsets after a couple years ago. I had Cincinnati in my final four. And then the year before that, I had Northwestern in my final four. And oh, I don't wow. think either of those two teams made it past a round of 32. I mean, those were probably the wrong teams to pick. They probably never had a shot, but I've kind of been scared away since. Yeah, I just – I love Gonzaga's path to the final four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they won't have too much trouble making it. And I, I just think throughout it's a very favorable path for them. And I think 
when you look at their roster, they have everything that you want. You got Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert could both be lottery picks. Suggs at least will be. Um, and I think Kisper is a maybe a top five player in the country um, when you talk, you know, in college basketball. They also have some of the players that you'd see on a normal Gonzaga team, like Drew Timmy, um, you know, those the standard Gonzaga big men that, you know, rebound well, play good defense, can finish. I think they're overall the best team. And they beat so many good teams at the beginning of the season, all pretty easily. And seeing Baylor's struggles as of late, I think Gonzaga is the more complete team and they're my national champions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, you can't really go wrong picking either Gonzaga or Baylor or even Illinois at that point. I mean, they're the three top teams in the country for a reason. Uh, I like Baylor. I like Baylor last year. Um, if, if the tournament was going to be played last year, just Jared Butler. Uh, I think he's the best player in the country, even though he wasn't even voted the best player in his own conference, which I think is bullshit, even though Cade Cunningham is very good. Um, I mean, within the last couple of weeks, we've seen Macy OT just go off. He shot a 10 of 11 from three, not too long ago. They have a very good front court. Uh, their, their big guy, Vidal, Vidal, something. What's you know who I'm talking about, Colin? What's his name? Oh yeah, Vital, Vital, yeah. Vital, something like that. He he almost reminds me of a Draymond Green esque, yeah. where he always plays good defense, very good rebounder, doesn't score a whole lot, but on that Baylor team with Teague, Butler, I mean Mitchell, I mean they're so good at shooting threes, they're so good at ending the game, they're so good defensively, and then. Uh, vital, not the biggest guy in the world, but he can lock down pretty much anyone on any given night. I think this is the most complete Baylor team. They're also very well coached. I I love Baylor. I love yeah. Baylor. I yeah. They play the combination of playing great man defense and shooting threes at that high of a rate, having so many different guys that can hit them, and having a glue guy like Vital. Um, the only thing that might concern me a little bit is. They're not a bad rebounding team, but if they, you know, they're not the greatest. Um, and then also if they can hit free throws late in games, because that's, I think that's been their biggest problem. They don't have many holes. I think their one hole is really just the free throw shooting, especially late in games. So, and I mean, that's very important, especially in college basketball. So we'll see. We'll see. I think yeah, free free throws are very important. That's actually the reason why I don't have Illinois going as far as most people. Illinois, uh, not only do they struggle with free throws in general, they really struggle with free throws in pressure situations late in games. I mean, Kofi is a liability when it comes to free throws. He's I mean, he's essentially getting the check treatment out there at some points. Io um, he, I mean, for as good of a player he is, he should definitely be better at the free throw line. Um, I think Corbello is their best free throw shooter, and yet he's he's still around. I think less than eighty percent, something like that. It's 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 very tough for me to pick a team like Illinois and teams that struggle at free throws in general. But I do I do like Baylor. I do like Baylor. I think this is going to wrap up our bracketology segment. But I do want to uh, point out an offer uh, us podcast have. 
we have a uh, tournament bracket or tournament uh, group set up on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. We will eventually give out, uh, tweet out some more information about this. But if you would like to join our bracket pool group, uh, free entry, uh, one entry per person. Uh, the winner gets uh, $30 as well as it's to come on the show, talk about uh, their bracket ideas and possibly whatever you want. So we're opening this up to anyone who wants to join, um, win 30 bucks and a chance to be on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, but are, are we still gonna put some money on an underdog possibly? Yeah. Still- so I think, I think this was the, uh, this was the one, uh, thing we had left to talk about, uh, bracketology, the one kind of lower seed team that we like, um, how about everyone just say a lower seed team that they like, and we'll kind of narrow it down. Ben, what's a lower seeded team you you kind of like that's hiding in the water? This this was tough for me because as we went through the bracket, you saw that I didn't totally have a ton of upsets. I know a very popular one was Michigan State. I really thought about that one. Um, yeah, I really thought about that one at first. And uh, my my lower seed one, I don't even. This is is Colgate. Do we consider that an upset? I know they're they're a much yeah. lower seed, but I would take that. Just even though I have Arkansas winning, that would be if I had to bet on one of them, I would bet on Colgate. I know they're based on their record and everything that that's not like as, as much of a surprise as some of the other ones. But I I think I talked about it. I like Arkansas, but I don't totally love them as a, a championship team. Yeah, I say the three biggest teams I have kind of upsetting and could potentially go far are Colgate, as we mentioned. That's probably my favorite, although they kind of run into Texas Tech, Ohio State. That kind of gets tough for them if they're going to win a couple games. Winthrop is also in their side of the bracket, but they have to go against Purdue and Baylor. I don't love that. The other one is uh, UC Santa Barbara. Um, I think them playing Creighton and uh, Virginia if they win both games, but obviously they'd have to go up against against Gonzaga so I think somewhere along the line we're gonna one of these three teams is gonna get tough I would be fine with rooting for any of these teams uh Colgate uh Winthrop and UC Santa Barbara Colin what do you who do you like man uh well okay so we're if we're putting money on this um and we're going with the odds I don't think Winthrop's odds would um you know give us that much of a return because I don't, I think they're only a few points. I think Nova's not a very big favorite at all at this point. So if we we're to go more in a Colgate or UC Santa Barbara direction, I think I'd be more for those. Um, it's tough. I I think we're gonna have to. Uh, we may have to discuss this a little bit off air before we make a final decision. Uh. I love both of those picks. This is really tough for me. Yeah, we'll 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 maybe put up a fan vote on our uh, Twitter, whichever one gets the most votes. That that's the one we'll go with. But, all right. And yeah. for the 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 bracket group thing, I mean, anyone who likes to enter, who who wants to enter, 
if if they have taken the time to listen this far into the episode, they have the path to beating us because they know all our picks. And exactly, uh, they the the door is wide open for for some potential potential free money. I also want to say, um, I'm not picking this, but I'm going to call this out right now. Alabama Iona will be on upset watch in the last few minutes. Uh, do you guys know who Iona's head coach is? Uh, the great Rick Pitino. I feel like yes. if you've watched college basketball for more than maybe a couple months, you know you know about the great Rick Pitino, how he is in the tournament, and his, uh, his former school is essentially only here because of a global pandemic. And they're not yeah. even in. They are potentially in. Yeah, they are on, they are on watch. But, uh, yeah, that'll be one of those. If Iona uh, beats Alabama, we know Rick Pitino is going to celebrate uh, pretty big. Like only Rick big. Pitino can. <laughs> this is the fifth different team he's made the tournament with. I think that's extremely impressive. Um, you know, I don't think he quite has the talent to win this game on his side. But I think they're going to – it's going to be a tight game. And Alabama is going to be on upset watch. I would not be surprised if that happens. Uh, oh, and you guys mentioned the whole Louisville thing. So the rules of that is by, I think it's Tuesday by like 7, 8 p.m. Sometime Tuesday night is the cut line. So that's tomorrow night. So not much time until then. If a team uh, like Virginia or Kansas today or tomorrow was to say we cannot compete in the tournament, Louisville would step in if both of them it would be Louisville and I believe Colorado State would step in in their places hopefully that doesn't happen but um, you never know so hopefully you know we'll see by tomorrow night what's going to happen with that yep I think this is going to wrap up this episode of uh, Tug Talk Sports Podcast a lot going on this week Um, we may have to come out with another episode this week to fill out because NFL free agency started this week um it's going to be very interesting uh, i think we've mentioned for the last month now that this is where sports are going to start heating up we're going to have to start podcasting more so thank you all for listening uh it this is march this is march ladies and gentlemen uh i i can't wait uh i can't wait to sit my ass on the couch and watch i think it's 67 games in 18 days just of college basketball insane <sighs> Holy smokes. I can't wait. Um, thank you all for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, check out the Twitter, join the bracket group. Uh, you guys are the best. Peace out.